Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. we got a great lineup today, and we're so happy to have Herb Turner in the studio today. He's with the Ruby Doo Fly Fishers. Is that the correct title, Herb? That is the correct title. Money on. I got it right for once. <laughs> well, buddy, we're glad to have you back in the studio. And, of course, we've got the good buddy Daryl over there from Living the Dream Properties. Yeah, I'm glad to be here yeah. and with, with the president of the club. Uh, the president of well, Ruby Doo Fly Mr. Fishers. Mr. Presidente. Well, yeah. you know when you're the president, that just means that you got you weren't there when they were doing elections. <laughs> <laughs> All in favor, say aye. <laughs> Oh, he's not here today. <laughs> By acclamation, yeah. huh? By acclamation. Well, how long have you been president? I've been at it four years now. Four years. I've only been the ter- in the club five. <laughs> Is it a four-year term? It's a lifetime. Lifetime, <laughs> lifetime sentence. It's a sentence, not a club. <laughs> well, Herb, I don't know where I first run into you, probably through Jerry Cook over Jay Cook Fly Rods, but, uh, but we've we've had some good conversations over the last couple we of have, years. We have, we have. It's been some really good. Some good discussions, and yeah, you're always enlightening me. It's kind of like, you know, when I go to the public after the chef comes out and gives me something. I'm his guinea pig, you know. He, he right. feeds me stuff that nobody's tasted yet you know and i haven't killed over yet well go in the fly shop herb works over there quite a bit he does the same thing he's always poking these flies on try this try this well and then later he asked me how i did i said well i think most of them stuck i throw them in my pocket most of them tore my shirts up went through the washer (laughs) hey we are going to use you as a guinea pig i'm going to shoot some uh, snow geese and chef is going to cook them up and we're going to have you come in and see what they taste like oh wow now that (laughs) that'll be interesting because you know uh Snow geese, I've, I've eaten them, and Jimmy Lowe used to be the new service coordinator of the Conservation Department. He loves them. i got to say he's a weird dude. But he, something's wrong They taste there. like bad liver. You ever tried them, Herb? I've tried them. In fact, I've even signed up a couple of times for a special hunt with us. I'm telling you, they make you work when you get on a special Boy, hunt with us. Boy, they do, yeah. They, boxes and boxes of shells they expect you to be out there all day or two days or three days three and days shoot till your arms fall, fall off, off. <laughs> and that's if they show up if right? they show up yeah, yeah if they show up <laughs> but but then when you get on one of those fabulous hunts and you kill i've known guys kill 300 of them in a day's time that's what i'm saying that's what they expect you to do when they have those hunts they, they want you to get all of them that you can get. And, and, yeah. and then hence the problem. How do you cook 300 snow geese? <laughs> uh, that's why they grind them up and make <laughs> sauces out of them. But, yeah. but, you know, just breast them out. But I was on a hunt one time. We killed, well, we knocked down 87 in one volley, three of us shooting. Now, we snuck those geese. We didn't have any decoys. We snuck up a ditch, and they're feeding towards us. You know, and the old man leading the crew, he wouldn't even let us peek up. His little dog... Well, she just crawl along, you know, beautiful little black lab, and the old man to peek up, and finally he says, "All right, boys, we're about ready. You know, don't don't, don't even look up till I tell you." And he said, "Cooper, when you come up, just head shoot them, head rake them right through the heads." I'm thinking, when I come up, they're gonna be out there 
25, 30 yards. They were like seven feet <laughs> right there, you know. <laughs> Shot through these heads, and oh, my goodness, there was geese flopping everywhere. It took that little dog two hours to round them all up, you know. It, it that sounds it. like a southeast Missouri hunter, Arkansas. It was. Right there, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right right down in my almost my backyard of the old home place. But what a trip, man. Is there any, any feathers off them usable? Oh, yeah. In fact, um, it's any of the ge- any of the waterfowl are great. I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's there's the butt feathers, which are <laughs> premium. I mean, if you buy those, whoo! Um, but uh, pricey, huh? Hey, pricey. We, we may have so a is market it, here. Is it the whole butt or just the curly <laughs> cue on the mallard? No, it's the the, po- the it's, whole butt piece. It's the butt piece where yeah. the softer feathers are. Yeah, those uh, make great uh, bodies, and they add. Um, uh, soft tackle, a whole bu- there's lots and lots of applications for them. And they are probably some of the most expensive feathers that you can buy. Now, the rest of the feathers all can be used for this, that, and the other. But, uh, in fact, I don't know of too many places on a bird, especially waterfowl or any of the game birds, that you can't use for one thing or another on any kind of fly. Oh, and then you can substitute incredible. for one for another. And that's what's well, nice I'll, I'll keep. I'll get some duck butt feathers for you oh, next yeah. season. You I'll take oh. a whole. I'll take a whole skin. Huh? Skin. Yeah. You want the whole? Okay. I'll take oh, a whole skin. I, I usually just breast them out. I can bring you what's left. Oh, yeah. usually... He's always bumming stuff. He, I bum but, feathers from anybody. What he doesn't realize is how many road kills I've brought to him. <laughs> road <laughs> like, kills. Oh but, boy. But butt feathers. Is can that, you use is possum? That, can you use possum you to tie can, a fly? Well, North American possum is not as good, but there are there there are a couple of species of possums that are out there in the world that that are really good. Really, mm-hmm. I love Ford trucks. Been driving them for decades. Got that jacked up big red. You've seen that truck, Kevin. I, I love that truck. I do, and too. I like Fords too. I was a little disappointed. I got to drive a new Ranger. And not to talk bad, but, you know, new vehicles are always, it's not like the old Ranger. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, drive well, better. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just got a new Ranger forward, uh, Sacralaris. And I'll tell you what, it's a, I like it a lot better than the old Ranger I had back in the 70s. Did they make them back in the 70s? It's yeah, they made them back in the yeah. 70s. They made them in the 70s, yeah. yeah. They were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mine rode like a tank. This one's, Maybe that's what I'm expecting. And that's why I'm not used to it. You want? Oh. A, he wants a tank. He wants a tank. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, <laughs> he is. He is president of the fly deal. You know, the fly yeah. club. He probably yeah, he needs to drive a tank. A tank. Yeah. yeah. Haul his flies in. Go over and talk to Al. He'll fix you up. I guarantee you, Al will find you a tank. But uh, yeah, Ford's loving them. Do everything with them. Although I broke my four wheel drive here a while back, and I got stuck in my food plot. Mm. Mm. I, I hate to even tell this, but my wife came out in her brand new, hadn't had it in a week. Little Ford Ranger and pull my big F one fifty out. That's great. And you know why I like the hear about little, that too. Uh, you know why I like the little truck. Why I, I went. Charlene bought me. That's my wife. She bought uh, me uh, three or four years ago one of those Mayfly uh, kayaks, and it was and those are specially designed for fly fishermen. Oh. And those little trucks, if you get the right bed and everything. They're perfect to put that in, and because it's such a heavy one, yeah, it weighs more than well, it weighs over ninety pounds for one man. That's a little bit to mess with, but I mean those little trucks, you don't have to lift them as high, you don't have yeah. to do all that kind ah. of stuff. And if you get four wheel drive, it gets you anywhere that you need Go to put anywhere, in it. Anywhere, yeah, you see. Well, until I broke my four wheel drive, I have a trailer that I haul two kayaks on. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool too. I bought yeah. an old wooden long John boat. I bought just 
kind of for nostalgia, you know, took it out a few times and took photos out of it, catching fish, you know, really cool. And I was getting ready to make some other adaptation to it, but Mother Nature really put a heavy-duty adaptation on it. Picked it up and slammed it down on the ground. Now it's <laughs> and it broke. About three pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, in fact, I just drug it to the burn pile yesterday. So, goodbye, John <laughs> Goodbye, Boat. John Boat. <laughs> yeah. But what fun. But Ruby Doo Fly Fishers, uh, you guys are located where? In, uh, actually. Waynesville, St. Robert's area? Actually, we the club was founded in the Waynesville, St. Robert area. We used to in its founding days, we used to meet at the Ramada Inn, and that was where we had our meetings. We take her name after the little creek that runs through Waynesville. It's a little perfect stream. little stream. It's a great trophy area. Um, it's got the catch and kill area for the rainbows. It it was used to support a real good brown population with the floods that we've had over the last couple of years. Not as good as it used to be, but still, it's a great little fisheries. And so we take her name after that. But over time, the Ramada Inn is closed and all that kind of stuff. So what we've done is we've moved around. And right now we meet the first Tuesday of the month, and we tie at J. Cook's Fly Shop in, or J. Cook Fly Rods in St. James. And then I'm a member of the American Legion, so the American Legion there in St. Robert's allows mm-hmm. us to use one of their rooms. That's awesome. And we meet out there. And it's uh, and th- that way we keep our home still in the community right there in right. Waynesville, St. Robert. and But we draw people in the membership. We draw them as far as uh, Richland. we got a couple of Salem members. we got a couple of people that are partially show up uh, from the Jeff City area. And then about as far east as we got is St. James. But that's about, that's how we – that's the area we cover. We fish a lot, here, a lot more. Oh, yeah. Fish all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I follow you guys. You even post uh, occasionally. You're one of the editors on the the page I have, the Fly Rod Journals, and and I drool. You guys make those trips. Well, we're know. getting ready to go to uh, Salem. Uh, it's getting warm enough. If everything, if the rain doesn't give us problems and it stays warm enough, we're going to be going after grass prick pickerel this month oh, or, or next cool. month that's, yeah, that's, in that's fact cool. this weekend i think or next weekend i uh, can't remember the schedule uh either this weekend or next weekend we're heading for grass pickerel and that's usually what, how we start off the spring is that in, the, on the current then or no we're going to be using uh there's a indian lakes conservation yeah yeah down yeah there towards salem sure yeah. there's a great great big uh warm water fishery that used to be back there yeah they, i know it yeah and there's grass pickerel in there now, and that's where we, that's where we start now our I year got, off. I, I got to ask you, what kind of fly will you use to try to entice grass uh, pickerel? That's not chain pickerel that we find. No, it's it? grass right. pickerel. Grass pickerel. Um, they got teeth that they look pretty much like all the re- other pickerels. They're just a little bit littler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll uh, to reach into some of the areas on that pond, on that lake. We'll kayak in or float in or something gotcha. like that. And what we'll do is we'll use something that looks like uh, a bait fish or something like that what mm-hmm. we've been tying up and something with a size four hook or something like that and and like I said you take the feathers and you lay them out or the materials that we use and you can make it look like uh, a little bluegill 
or right. a, sh- a little shiner, and that's what we're going to be using probably most of us. So do duck, be... duck butt feathers work good for that? <laughs> you, you should, yes. You took yes. some work right yes. out of my mouth. Yes. I, was, yes. I was wondering, yeah. Yes. You well, actually, if you want to know the truth, uh, synthetic material works better than huh. anything because really? you can use those uh, synthetic materials, uh, and you can lay that out and tie that on, and it'll make uh, – once it gets wet, it'll make that streamlined body, and sure. you can get those white and grays and silvers uh, of that synthetic material, and it looks just like a so bay fish in the water. Herb, back uh, where you're going at Indian Trail, is it where they used to raise the fish back there? In yes, the, in those yes. Ditches? Oh, yes, gotcha. yes. You where, know, you know yeah. it, in fact, you can, still, been there. you can see the, hatcher, the yeah. hatchery building right there. Sure, right across you, from the lake. The, and yeah. that big lake, that's where we're going to fish. Oh, that's cool. And like I said, we'll do that. That's usually our first big outing. After the park's open, uh, our policy is uh, the club doesn't really like to fish the parks during the regular season. We like to do other things. And and that's a thing that I push every time I get on the air and can talk. Fly fishing is a technique. It's cold water and warm water. So we're going to be going pickerel. Once the water starts really getting warm, we'll be doing bass and... And blue, bluegill and bluegill oh yeah bluegill yeah bluegill lots and lots of panfish in fact we got a competition within the club that the first person to catch the category of being um game fish okay gets bragging rights for the year oh that's and, cool. and our biggest problem is taking the time and finding a place where we can get catfish but somebody sooner or later in the club during the year Get some of the catfish, and then they the rest of it's all downhill from there. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean crappie the whole nine yards. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm planning uh, if the weather stays kind of like that it is, I may go up to the lake and try to do, try some crappie fishing there and blow the dam. Oh, you can, you can catch them for sure, but you catch a catfish on a fly rod, you're in for a real tussle. Yes, and see that's the whole thing. It's all about you know you, you use a spinning rod or anything like that. It's you're just you're just pulling in, and it's not really any finesse or any real competition. When you catch anything on a fly rod, I don't care what it is, you can catch a bluegill and you think you got a whale on there. Exactly. But the bottom line is it's all about you interacting with the fish when you're out there and enjoying nature. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with catching three fish in a seven-hour day. Wow. Because I'm outside, I get to do those kind of things. The fish keep me busy, mm-hmm. and to land one, it's great. If I don't land one, I haven't lost anything either. It's still great. It's still great. It's still a great oh, day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's one of the intriguing things about fly fishermen, and people do, particularly if they're bait fishermen or, you know, like to use the bait caster, the big plug after the bass. And I do all of it, you know, but uh, people do kind of raise their eyebrows at, at fly fishermen. But, you know, I There's can, a stigma there, isn't there? Yes, there is, but I can say this. I can sit on a bass boat with another guy, and he can go and we can fish, and I can get on the water more times than he can because he's bringing it all in. All I have to do is pick it lift up. it up. Turn my body, and I'm out there again. If I see something rise, I can do it a lot faster than them. And I hate to say this, I've heard and read about lots and lots of bass tournaments, especially way up north, where fly fishermen have actually outfished most of the bass fishermen. You know what, though? They might have 
raised eyebrows just because it's Bill Cooper and they're looking at you, Bill. I mean, it might not that be that you're be fly too. fishing. <laughs> they do look at you strange when you've got that bright blue fly line wrapped around your head about 15 <laughs> times and, you know, flies hanging from your earlobes and your nostrils. Yeah. And, and you're like, they're judging else. me because I'm a fly fisherman. I don't know. It might just be because <laughs> it's I, Cooper. Regardless, I have a good time. Or, or hit the nail on the head. It's, it is about there. And, and I... I did it this last week. You know, I'm, I'm in a fish trying to catch a big bass on lures have been provided to me, get photos and everything, you know. And probably if I'd had some of your patient herbs, I'd have landed that six-pound largemouth. But he hit. I knew I was in trouble. I tried to react quickly, hit my bail button to give him free line. But, of course, as soon as I touched that button, he surged it and broke my line. Now, had I had him on a fly rod, I would have – and I've caught big bass on fly rods. I would have handled that entirely differently. Exactly, because you have – you're, you're, there's some advantages and there's disadvantages with either one of the ways that you fish. And I kind of look at it like this. There's, when you look at fly fishermen and you look at the other fishermen, you got, it's the same thing as hunters. You got the bow hunters and then you got the gun hunters. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's all in patience. It's all in the technique that you're using. Are you still going to bring down game? Yeah, you're still going to bring down game. And how much you're going to bring down? That's whatever you bring down. That's yeah. exactly right. Get the nail on it. Hey, this is so much fun. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.